Hey guys, what is up? My name is Riley Costa, and this is the NoCo Wildfire Podcast. In this episode, I got to talk to a family who I happen to actually know. They live right behind Devil's Backbone in Colorado, and they were evacuated from their house in the Cameron Peak Wildfire. But I guess I should actually clarify, they were supposed to evacuate from their house. But without further ado, I guess I'll let them tell you about their experience of the Cameron Peak wildfire. But yeah, so just like a quick introduction, um, just your name and kind of who are you? What do you do? My name's Quint. Mm-hmm. I uh, am a software developer. Yeah, we live uh, just west of the Backbone, um, west of Loveland. I'm Lisa, and uh, mostly I do gardening and homeschooling and you made your own jeans make my own jeans mm-hmm. nice <laughs> great like that. great cook and make bread and <laughs> you <laughs> <don't> <laughs> you're kind of a big deal i, I know you don't want to tell everybody that but um i'm madison i work in the same coffee shop as riley yeah. i'm 16 in school with your mom (laughs) (laughs) with my mother homeschooled one of the four children (laughs) just kind of describe where you live because i was like Mm. amazed that this is even a place that you can live i had no clue this like a neighborhood existed Mm -hmm. this is so cool yeah (laughs) so we we used we we moved from houston texas what 10 years 12 years ago 15 yeah and this uh property was on the internet there were pictures of the backbone and And grass because that's what it was at that point yeah and Mm -hmm. we looked at i don't know like five or six properties before this one and this was the last one we saw and that was our kind of feeling like this is like jurassic park like this is the most amazing (laughs) thing i've ever seen so Mm -hmm. it's beautiful Yeah. yeah it's a really nice really nice neighborhood so kind of like walk me through like chronologically what was happening when like you first found out about it if you like remember that. i realized it's like two years when ago we actually. found out about the fire yeah mm-hmm. just in general did you think it would even come over here no no um but i would say i don't know i'll just speak for myself i got kind mm-hmm. of nerdy about it and had all these bookmarks open for all the different websites yeah. you could mm-hmm. look at for where the fire was moving and i think i was like um, watching the sheriff on Facebook, or listening to the sheriff on Facebook, and there's all these different kind of resources that we used to see what was happening, and um, yeah, that's kind of how we kept up to date with it. Mm-hmm. Well, but, we did figure out like at one point they gave us like a how many acres per second it was moving or something oh, yeah. like that, and so we did yeah. some calculation where like if it was in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. it would it would literally be from one side of the neighborhood to the other in like one point two seconds. Yeah. It was moving so fast. Yeah, it was like a couple of seconds through a neighborhood, which is uh, 50 watts, two acres a piece, so about 100 acres. Yeah. It was wild. It's yeah. more like a bomb. It's more yeah. like watching an explosion go off. Yeah. More than a, like a fire. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like crazy. A bla- it's almost like a blast because it's moving so fast. Interesting. Yeah. That's crazy. Did you like have like a sincere thought that that would be like your house? So, no. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I'm a, uh, yeah, I like to think of worst case scenario. So I, you know, <laughs> I do too, that's why I asked. So like visually, I, I, like, I see things as a movie in my head and oftentimes they're uh, the most dramatic, you know, over the top things yeah. possible. So I imagined our neighborhood burning, but in reality, it would be pretty difficult for our neighborhood yeah. to burn. It was never a risk. It was not. It was never. And no. we were. We were five miles from the closest part. Wasn't it five miles or was it two miles? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. It was at least five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Masonville and kind of west of Masonville. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. That's like close enough, but like. But between, just far enough. But between also. us and Masonville is all irrigated yeah. fields. Yeah. And they were irrigating the heck out of everything. I'm sure. So. And not yeah. forest. Huh? Not forest. Not forest. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was the river. You know, well, no, I guess it wasn't the river. It was just all those irrigated fields. Mm -hmm. So then, do you remember at all? I realize dates might not be like a thing necessarily, but like, do you kind of remember like when you guys got the evacuation notice? Um, we were in voluntary evacuation for like, I feel like it was two or three days, maybe. Okay, yeah. Maybe two or three days. Mm -hmm. We packed. We did go through and pack everything. Mm-hmm. Or not, you know, we yeah. went through and we were like, all right, what do we take if we're going to yep. leave? And it was probably, what, 10 o'clock at night when they they switched us to voluntary at like 10 o'clock at night. Yep. Or you mean mandatory? No, they switched us to voluntary oh, at 10 okay. o'clock at night. Right. Or they turned that on. Mm -hmm. And then we went through the house like, okay, if you're going to take something, what is it? Mm -hmm. So yeah. we went through and made decisions about, all right, what is it? And what do you take? And what, you know, probably... packed the car and yeah. Yeah. Put everything in, put everything in the cars. And so we were like, all right, so we can leave mm -hmm. if necessary. It's all done. Mm -hmm. It was probably October 17th. Was it October? September. 2020. <clears throat> it's October 17th, 2020. Yeah. Wow. That's from our house. Is that house. from here? Yeah. That's crazy. That's from the roof. So for everybody listening. <laughs> yes, for everyone listening. I just showed Riley a picture of one of the the hills, ridges, yeah. ridges next to, kind of near Masonville, burning. Just north of Masonville. So we would climb up on our roof. Mm -hmm. At night. Like, multiple times a day mm -hmm. and at night. and um, Just watch. Just watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. When you guys were, like, starting to, like, make decisions about, like, packing up, were there any, like, things that, I assume the kids would do this specifically, were there any things that where the kids were like, I want to take this? You're like, absolutely not. Like, that's not important. <laughs> did you guys do that? I don't know. I think Kendall did that. I think Kendall and I had this whole so argument. Ken, yeah, Kendall was the only one we had to sort of pull, pull the reins back a little bit. Yeah. But, Kendall yeah. and I were packing and she was looking through. She's like, oh my gosh, what do I take? And she was like, t like showing me things that she was going to bring. I'm like, you don't, Kendall, you don't need to bring that. That's silly. Like what? I can't. Like, okay. I don't know. Like a... An artwork, like a painting or that she really liked, or like a piece of clothing that is really important to her. I'm like, can I, it's, you don't need that. It is, it is hard, mm -hmm. um, to some extent. Yeah, because you're trying to go, okay, so what is replaceable and what's not? Yeah. Yeah, and it's such a quick time, too. <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, two houses uh, burned to the ground when I was a kid in two different neighborhoods. Um, and it was kind of a middle of the night situation. Jeez. Yeah, it's it's surreal. It's a yeah. really weird thing. No, that's mm -hmm. not fair. Well, because I was going to ask, like, how, has this, like, even remotely ever happened to you? Fires? Yeah. Or the evacuation parts? No, this is the... This <laughs> Both, is our, I guess. <laughs> so, what was it, like, a couple of years into living here and there was a... 
fire. When was that? There was a, there was the, a, uh, this is the second big fire. Oh, yeah. Risk Canyon? Was it Risk Canyon was that? fire? I can't remember. I think, yeah, there was I, think I know what you're talking there about. Was the one, another one. The one that looked big, like a nuclear bomb that went off like day two or something. It was just right. surreal. Uh, and we had that never seen was, anything like that. That one was awful too. And when, it, when you're not used to it, you can't really tell how far it is, how big it is. You mm-hmm. just, like, I... I didn't nerd out on that one because I didn't know what to look. I didn't know what websites to look mm, at. I had yeah. no clue what I'm supposed. You know, mm. so mostly I just took lots of pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so many pictures was, of smoke. I mean, that's kind of the, you know, the awkward thing about these fires is they're beautiful. They're mm-hmm. so amazing. I took a picture across Lake Loveland one day um, of the you know 2020 fire, and it was like. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And yeah. at the same time, I was depressed and sad and horrified. You know, it's, it's a yeah. really weird feeling. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But so, like, were there any other stories of, like, different, like, other families and um, just people that you know that, like, evacuated or anything? Or, like, had a bit more of, like, a serious issue than you? Neighbors, friends, whoever? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one of my employees lives up in the canyon and they had to leave their house and he's a firefighter actually mm-hmm. they had to leave their house and they were gone for oh, two, two weeks, weeks. That's a while. Yeah. so they you know it's actually really difficult to leave your house yeah it is it's really a hard thing so they were and they had it burned all the way around their house which of course so. informed our own decisions but um mm-hmm. It's very difficult to leave your house mm-hmm. just random people i'd see downtown yeah know? So it's a weird thing because you don't know where people live that you no. just, you know, casually, you know, acquaintances that you casually meet. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, some of the people in our neighborhood left. Most of the people in our neighborhood. Most of them left. Yeah. But the I mean, vast majority. Well, I mean, like some neighbors, you know, I talked to, like the, the husband was like, I think we're going to stay. He's like, never mind, my wife wants to go. <laughs> and then for us... For us, I was like, I think we should leave. And Lisa's like, I think we should stay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sounds good. Wait, so then, yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. Because you, know, you guys stayed. <laughs> yes. I'm giving away the, the secret mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. How was that? It was weird. It was but see, really this weird. is big. They make those lines based on roads. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were at the bottom of a rectangle. Or Based on, like, we where you can turn the gas off. Well, that's true, too. So we were in the bottom corner of a rectangle that was as far away from the fire as existed inside that inside that rectangle that they made. Mm-hmm. And directly on all the other sides of that rectangle wasn't even, right. wasn't even voluntary. Right. It was yeah. no evacuations required oh, at all. Oh, okay. So we were, like, literally 100 yards that direction and 100 yards that direction. They're not an, even under voluntary evacuation. So we're like, okay. we just happen to be yeah. in a corner where they're like, this road to this road, because that was how it's, they made that decision. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. logistics. I mean, there's sure. some, to some extent, it's, you know, 34 is a big road, so they, they use mm-hmm. roads as, as places yeah. where they can try so to So we weren't, it, we weren't trying to be, we weren't trying to be irresponsible no. with any of the rest of it. It was just literally, the hotels are going to be crowded. Yeah. Yeah. If we leave, we cannot come back because they had a roadblock. Mm-hmm. We and have animals. 
we have animals. Mm-hmm. We we were like we it doesn't we don't need to leave and we can literally sit on our roof and watch it. Yeah. yeah. And it was literally it was the day before the weather was changing and we thought it's going to dampen it. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there were all these factors involved in like it's not going to get well, here. I mean, it's irrigated fields. It's going to get colder. We also yeah. had like a plan if it did get here. We did. We had a plan if it did get here. Yeah. The cars were packed. We yeah. knew how to get out of the neighborhood in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had also because of COVID, we had started like having like a increasing our sort of supply of food and mm-hmm. water mm-hmm. and. So they uh, did turn off the gas. Mm-hmm. So we did not have gas for a week. Well, so we yeah we we thought they were, they turned off the electricity, but when they turned off the gas, that was pretty surprising. Mm-hmm. So we had right. to take cold showers, but that was about <laughs> yeah. the biggest inconvenience that we had. Yeah, right? <laughs> we yeah. had to cook on the barbecue because we have a gas stove. Mm-hmm. It was very quiet. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was very quiet. But I already the forgot. road was quiet. The neighborhood was there was nobody like the mm-hmm. entire area was evacuated. Nobody was here. Yeah, <laughs> it was. A bit strange and eerie really in that respect yeah. because I mean, everything north of us was theoretically evacuated. So yeah, and we couldn't really go anywhere because yeah, if you went out on the thirty four, mm-hmm. they wouldn't let you back. Nope. So you you couldn't you really couldn't leave. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we were kind of stuck just in our house. We were a little bit of a prisoner in the house. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean not technically, but you know, like. How did this fire change you guys? <laughs> you can take it as lighthearted or as serious as you want, I swear. I, I, I think for me, uh, it was pretty bonding for our family. Um, and I had a lot of sort of, I, I really appreciated my family to, because of it. Because for the most part, we um, were all very supportive of each other and were really creative with, you know, problem solving and it was just fun to see everybody kind of bond together and and like do their best. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I I don't know. I get, yeah, it was a bonding experience. Cuz kind of had to learn how to live with all of you with no one else and no one was leaving. Yeah. Like you're usually not here. Exactly. So it was, it was interesting. <laughs> kind of like a home vacation. Yeah, like a mandatory home vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a mandatory home vacation. <laughs> it was a really interesting thing to watch. We had at yeah. one point, the kids were out swinging or walking or doing something, <gasps> and we came yes. out. What we were doing oh, necessarily, yeah. but Kendall, <clears throat> Kendall and I were out at the pergola watching the smoke because it was filling up the whole sky and there was like ash falling down. It was crazy. We were watching, mm-hmm. and then I think oh, we were videoing it because I, it was yeah, moving so fast. It was moving so fast. I remember I was and videoing. It was very weird. I was laying in a hammock and Kendall was watching it, and then it started like falling. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. And all of a sudden, crazy. it was so cold to hot. It, had, it was like hot. a heat it was wave. Hot, 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 mm-hmm. and it just like start. You could see it just falling, and yeah. we were like, "Oh, everybody, go inside yeah. right now!" <laughs> yeah, mom, <laughs> mom literally yelled at Kendall and I, and we grabbed, we like unhooked this hammock, which was panicking because I don't know why we decided to grab the hammock, but we grabbed the hammock and went running inside as this heat wave like pushed, like past us it, it was, was terrifying it was and we so ran weird. inside and then 
looked out the windows and it was literally you raining couldn't see ash. it was raining ash you couldn't see across yeah. like you couldn't, you couldn't see, see the other houses it was crazy psychologically you're like am i are we gonna die yeah it's <laughs> terrifying because i mean you could obviously it wasn't fire just, it was just no. it was yeah. just smoke, but the temperature but it was, was so it was like hot. a 30 40 degree drop uh, just rise yeah in temperature oh, rise yes yes it went up it was in some ways awe-inspiring to watch just how incredibly, so incredibly powerful that whole process is. It's really pretty. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. And even at like night too, I remember like, yeah, like the, of course like the fire is devastating for people who like actually lost things right. in it but i just remember like seeing like it almost it almost did look like lava or something like mm-hmm. almost like streaking down the mountain mm-hmm. and you could see it directly from like Loveland. Yeah. Ooh, and yeah. it was really cool but also you're like oh wait a minute there's like people there yeah, yeah. like well, it's that weird like dichotomy that nature has right yeah. right yeah just just so just the forest i mean that's it's yeah, but the yeah. interesting thing, right? They they clear cut this whole forest in, ni- in the nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Sure. A large part of the reason this is happening is because they monocropped it, and now it's just a whole bunch of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason that these trees are so susceptible True. to burning. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, we're just getting it cleared out from the mistake we <laughs> yeah. made as a result of our nineteen ten clear cutting. Yeah. yeah. So. And now everyone that I've interviewed that oh, does this sort of stuff. Is like yeah now we have too much fuel now our like forests are like in bad situations now, yeah. mm-hmm. like now like our forests aren't clean anymore like they're actually like like very susceptible to like any type of spark. Well, and they need to get yeah. cleaned up. Yeah. And the Native Americans used to burn on a regular basis mm-hmm. in order to keep the fi- the forest from getting to the point that they're in right now. Yeah. yeah. Not only now do we have like more fires but we have like larger fires and yeah. we're getting larger and larger and larger each time yeah and so like something like the camera peak or even like the what was it these troublesome or something that happened like right before or after the camera peak yeah mm-hmm. like those weren't existent yeah. back then like yeah. that was just not the thing yeah but yeah. now they're getting worse yeah which is crazy yeah. well thank you guys thank you for letting me barge into your house and just interview <laughs> you on a thing that happened two years ago <laughs> so good I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation with Clint, Lisa, and Madison. I thought a lot of their insights were really great and their experience with the wildfire is just, well, wild, right? If you want to learn more about some of the work that Clint does, you can check out Plan to Eat, which is a meal planner and recipe organizer. To learn more about wildfires and a bit of my work, you can check out my work on Medium. I will have both of these in the description below. And yeah, I hope you have a great rest of your day. See ya.